Worshipful brethren, brethren all, welcome to Freemasonry in seven minutes or less. In this episode, we'll be discussing modern organisations and movements that have drunk at the fountain of Freemasonry. Are they plagiarised or are they inspired? Now, in this episode, um, that may rightly belong in Conspiracy Corner because of the many links are speculatory, several modern organisations may or may have links to Freemasonry, particularly occult ones. First on the list is Wicca. Gerald Gardner, the founder of modern Wicca, was a Freemason. An old acquaintance of mine, Paim Nabars, wrote a book on the influence of the craft upon the coven, called The Square in the Circle. He's a Sufi of Iranian heritage and has some interesting things to say about it. I won't spoil it for you, but I'll give you a teaser. In Wicca and Witchcraft, they use the phrase, so mote it be. I'll leave oh. you to do further research. Mm-hmm. A strong influence on Wicca was Alastair Crowley, mm-hmm. a man as influenced as he was brilliant. And Crowley was a member of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, an occult organisation whose structure was modelled on Freemasonry, as we know, and founded upon some cipher documents. They used the Trithemian cipher, and they're of dubious origins. So Crowley was also head of the OTO, which is the Ordo Templi Orientis, another occult group with Masonic inspiration. The OTO has three main degrees, sounds familiar, and 12 complementary degrees above this, making 15 in total. Now, one of Crowley's OTO students in America was a certain Jack Parsons. Jack Parsons was a rocket scientist for NASA. There's a crater on the moon named after him. And one of the members of the Bohemian Circle in Pasadena was a certain L. Ron Hubbard, who worked some notorious rituals with him. Noted in Parsons' correspondence with Crowley was the fact that Hubbard ran off with Parsons' woman at the time, (laughs) his yacht, and also a lot of money. So he's a confidence trickster. So... As those of you probably know, uh, L. Ron Hubbard was the founder of the Church of Scientology, and he created the system in which we received a program of psychometric audits using a crude lie detector leading to a state called clear, in which you make no detectable reaction to stimulus. From there, you climb the ladder of levels called operating thetan. I'll leave you to discover about that. You can find that on Project Clambake. And um, the Church of Scientology was hacked in documents pertaining to the church hosted on WikiLeaks detailing the 15 levels of operating Thetan. So Scientology has 15 levels of operating Thetan and a, fa- a founder that lived with the most occultist whose group he belonged to. Is this a coincidence? I'll leave you guys to decide. So apart from that, we have Joseph Smith, the founder of the Church of Latter-day Saints. He was a Freemason, and also Temple Mormonism has been hypothesized by apostates to be nothing more than repackaged Scottish Rite Freemasonry. The case is extremely compelling, as they and this has been explored in several books, which are easy to find online. Um, there really are numerous ones. I, I could really, I could write a book on this. The the organizations are thick and fast, and for the sake of bre- uh, brevity, I'll explain my two part hypothesis. Uh, firstly, that Freemasonry was the most prevalent institution in the world at the time, secular institution. And so anybody of any importance was a Mason and therefore it would have had an indirect, indirect and subtle influence on their worldview. Secondly, I think they were just downright thieves of Masonry who just plagiarised like Wharton and uh, with the Gormagogs, Gormagons and Oof. taking the secrets and spiritual teachings and presenting them to non neshets who didn't have any clue. Um, otherwise as their own intellectual property well that's my uh, take on it at least so um do you have anything to add brother Angel? Mm, difficult you seem to have covered all the esoteric knowledge in the last uh, sure, 200 sure. years um 
about Scientology, um, all I know is is that they believe that their god is is Lord Zenu, that um, is living on either Mars or Jupiter, and um, they the, the fact that people can actually believe that is to me very very strange. Um, mm. It says in the Bible that we're all built, we're all made in the image of God. It says in Genesis. If we're made in the image of God, then we must have the same skill set. It's a strange word, but you know, we must be also spiritual beings. Um, probably not as moral as God, but uh, uh, probably on one level, we're just as powerful if we knew how to access it. So the fact that people pray to some strange person living on a on a planet, you know. When, when all the power is inside you. It's, to me, it's very strange. Mm, one thing I find hilarious as well with these organizations, they always seem to want a little bit more money before you get the superpowers. Oh, yes. Before you can <laughs> fly or levitate or, or part the oceans of the sea, you've just got to pay a little bit more money. Yes. There's... Just another thousand pounds here, another thousand well, pounds there. Unfortunately, it happens in Freemasonry as well. You know, when you go on to the oh, higher sure degrees, does, yeah. there are payments uh, for each degree and... Uh, yeah, and uh, it, I talk about this in my last book. There's a plug coming. Uh, <laughs> Freemasonry Royal Arch. That you know, in America, when a lot of these, uh, like the Scottish Rite and the York Rite, were developed, um, they were money-making organizations. And mm -hmm. some of the people used to, who organized the um, the degrees used to take part of the member's initiation fee as a salary, you know. And so the people at the top just saw it as rather like a pyramid scheme, uh, making lots of money for themselves. So we have to sometimes perhaps step back and <laughs> rethink Scottish Rite and Freemasonry and all the other mm. um, organizations that, you know, the odd fellows, and the Cedars of Lebanon and all these other organizations um, that sprung up uh, in America. <clears throat> I'm always dubious of a religious institution that asks for money. Yes. Because you think, well, you know, well, you, that's the one thing that God, God can't handle, can't handle his own money. Yes. <laughs> he can do everything else, but just can't handle cash and he needs more. <laughs> I wonder which, like under which bank uh, has his account because <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly I want Swiss shares bank. in that bank <laughs> absolutely yeah <laughs> well that just about brings this episode to a close if you have uh, if you have any questions please email us on the link below we now part on the square and we'll meet soon thank you and goodbye goodbye <laughs>